again to change our mind about you where we are on a journey together to awaken to our true identity. I'm your host, Kevin Mack, and today we're going to be discussing one of the parables of Jesus. And this particular parable is going to show us how unconditional love requires forgiveness. Now, before I get into this parable, which is going to be the parable of the prodigal son, I would like to give you some background. First of all, this is taking place, or it's recorded rather, in Luke chapter 15. And in Luke chapter 15, there are actually three parables that are listed there. Uh, This is the third parable, the parable of the prodigal son, or the parable of the two sons, which I prefer to call it. And Jesus here is teaching to a mixed crowd. So, in the basic subject matter that he's teaching this crowd is to earnestly seek that which is lost. And in the first story, he talks about a lost sheep. There's this shepherd who has 100 sheep, and he loses one of those sheep. One of them gets lost. Uh, So what he does is he leaves the other 99 to go diligently search for that one lost sheep. And he tells another story very similar to that. This time, the, the next story is about a woman with a lost coin. She has 10 silver coins, and she has evidently lost or misplaced one of them. So what she does is she does a clean sweep of the house and looks everywhere until she finds that lost coin. Now, what these parables are pointing to is the issue of repentance. Now, what happens when the shepherd and the woman find the lost sheep and the lost coin, respectively? Well, they celebrate. They tell all their friends, and they have a party. So what Jesus is saying here is there is a celebration associated with repentance in the same way. He says, he stated in Luke chapter 15 and verse 10, In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now this repentance, what is it? Repentance is a change of mind. This is why this is so exciting. One of the hardest things to do is to make a real change of mind in a human being. And of course, this change of mind requires a search. It it involves a diligent seeking, which is a process. And of course, like the man or the shepherd who sought the lost sheep or the woman who sought for her lost coin, the rejoicing is when they find what they're looking for. Now, what are human beings looking for? Human beings universally are looking to find love. Because that's what we are. That's what we consist of. Love is precious. But there is something about it in our current state of mind. There's a requirement that we need in order to achieve or in order to experience that love. 
And to experience that love requires forgiveness. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go on and looking at this parable of the two sons. So let's go through it now. Starting in Luke chapter 15 and verses 11 and 12. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Now, this is curious. I want you to think about it. The younger son is asking for his share of the estate. He's asking for his inheritance. Now, when is an inheritance normally granted? It's normally granted at the death of the parent. So what this son is in effect doing is wishing his father dead. Well, how does the father handle this request? <laughs> he just divides his property. He takes no offense at all. He gives the son what he wants and lets him go. Not long after that, the younger son got all he had together and set off for a distant country, far away from his father's house. And what happened when he went to this distant country? There he squandered his wealth in wild living. Now, what I want us to think about here is what was his wealth. His wealth was the love he possessed inside of him. His love, that love, is his identity, his father's identity. His father shares his identity with him. So what he do, does is he goes to this faraway country and he squanders that. He squanders his identity. So what happens when he does that? His identity with the father is gone, as well as the limitlessness of the abundance that was to be had at his father's house. So now he finds himself in this strange land and something has happened there. After he had spent everything, after his true identity was gone, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. This is something new for this son. He has never been in need before. He is experiencing a change in identity. Since he was in need, and he needed a way to support himself now, he went and hired himself out to a citizen in that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Could not have been a very clean or rewarding job, but it was what he could find. So he goes out and does this. And how is he treated? As a result, was he given fair compensation? Was he able to take care of himself? No. In fact, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. He felt all alone. All alone, like no one cared for him. He was not treated kindly in this distant country. 
In fact, you might say he's experiencing a certain form of a near-death experience. Then the light goes on. When he came to his senses, he says to himself, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. His father has now come back to life for him. And that's because the father is inside of him. He was ignoring what was inside of him, his call to come back home. But now, when he's in desperate need, he hears the call to return. So he does. But he has an issue here because he has established a substitute identity, one different than the one that was given him by his father. He said, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. Because what he had done is embraced his new limited identity of being in need, he lost sight of the fact of his true identity, his sonship, and felt that he didn't deserve it because he squandered his original identity in the wild living in that distant land. So he's on the road back to meet his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him like the shepherd that found the lost sheep and the woman that found the lost coin. The father found his lost son. Now it happens. The son says to him once they come together, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Even though he meets his father and his father has welcomed him back with open arms, he feels somehow undeserving. And he feels undeserving because he's stuck in the past. He's looking at his past rather than his present and understanding how the father feels and what he knows about his son. So how does the father respond to all this? He doesn't. He says to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. How could the father, after all that has happened, after his son wishing him dead, 
after his blowing his inheritance and thinking of himself as something less than he is, how could he throw a party for his son? Well, the father is obviously happy. He is happy to see his son return. Like we said earlier, it was like the shepherd who lost the sheep and found it, and like the woman who lost the coin and found it. The father had lost his son and found him. He was happy. He was rejoicing. So he threw the party. But he also knew something, knew something about his son that his son didn't realize at this point in time. The son did not realize that he was still a son. And that fact is unchangeable. It can never be changed. He will always be the father's son because the father loves the son. And that's what the father is demonstrating to him now. He is demonstrating to him the unconditional love that is characteristic of forgiveness. Forgiveness does not take any account of the past or the future. It is meaningless. All that matters is present reality. And the present reality is, his son has been found. So they begin to celebrate. However, this is not the end of the story. (laughs) Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing, so he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf, and because he has him back safe and sound. So the father is celebrating with the servants and with the younger son inside the house. But the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out to plead with him. But as the father is pleading with him, the, the older son responds, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. He doesn't look at his father. Notice how he sees his father here. He doesn't look at his father as a loving caretaker, his loving guide with whom he shares life. But he looks at him as a slave driver, a taskmaster. He perceives his relationship with his father as a hierarchy to be obeyed, rather than a relationship of equality to be shared. He goes on, yet you never gave me a young goat so that I, I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, he disowns his brother, who has squandered your property with prostitutes. When he comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. Now, he appears to have justification, but he only has justification 
if the past is valid. But notice how the father responds to this older son. He has compassion for him. He says, my son, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. So the father, in a very gentle way, tells him, look, you are not deprived at all. Everything I have is yours. We share this life. We share this house and this land. It's ours, not just mine. You don't work for me. You're not a servant. You're a son. But we had to celebrate and be glad, he says. He goes on. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Curiously, Jesus ends the story here. Why does he do that? Now the younger son has come home. He learns through his change of mind, through his repentance, to recover his true identity as a son. However, Jesus doesn't Jesus ends the story here because the issue is the older son. The older son is at a point of decision. He is at a point of decision as to whether or not to accept or reject his brother as he is, as part of himself, as part of the united household. The father, the source, the origin, models unconditional love here through forgiveness. He forgives both the younger son for his escapades and the older son's misinterpretation of the situation. Now, he uses forgiveness here and models forgiveness as the way to reach unconditional love because forgiveness sees only the eternal present. In the present moment, that present moment is the only place in time where we meet eternity. And forgiveness only sees that. It does not see the past. It does not worry about past errors. It does not see the future. It doesn't worry about whether the younger son is going to take off again. No. He's concerned only with the eternal present, present which unites both brothers with the source, their father, and with one another. Well, my friends, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to Change Your Mind About You. I'm grateful that you have spent time with me here today. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this episode or the contents therein, I'd love to hear them from you. Send all comments and questions that you may have by email to kevinmack at changeyourmindaboutyou.com. That's kevinmack at changeyourmindaboutyou.com. Thank you once again for listening today. 
I'm your host, Kevin Mack, wishing you a farewell. And until next time, take good care and be well, my friends. <laughs>